talking a second ago about how good he is at his job. He got us. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us. Of course, welcome on into the PHNX D-backs podcast. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX. This guy is your thunderstick, occasionally known as the vice mayor, Jesse Friedman. It's been 21 years, Derek. 21 years. Can to we the day. still? Can you still celebrate yes. a World Series yes. championship? 21? Oh, we're gonna. Okay, we're gonna. We're gonna. Because now that championship is old enough to drink, and I got beers at 11 a.m. Jesse. Of course, <laughs> this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Of course, we are here to talk all sorts of baseball nonsense, mostly the Astros doing what the Astros do. The Astros are uh, unstoppable sometimes, Jesse, and it seems like they're back on track, at least defensively. Uh, They had another great showing against the Phillies, and honestly, this was the most exciting game yet. It was the closest game. It really, it literally came down to the final at bat, and I don't think you can get anything better in a World Series game than that. Yeah, and I mean, with Hoskins, Romuto, and Harper due up in the ninth inning, I think there's a lot of people who are like, oh, yeah, let's not turn off the TV just yet. Uh, this is right. a one-run game. <laughs> right. uh, you almost expected something to happen it at felt that like point, it. right? It felt like it because we've seen the Phillies come down, ob- come back, obviously, from bigger deficits than this. Yeah. And we also just, like you said, had the excitement of, of the big guys up there in the inning. Uh, you had the game start off in the first at-bat with a Schwarber home run and then yeah. somehow the Astros pitching staff held the Phillies scoreless until the eighth, which was an impressive feat uh, considering that the game started off the way it did. Justin Verlander, his first world series win, which is wild. He was all over the place. Yeah, too. He it wasn't was necessarily, wild. I mean, he had four walks in, in five innings, so I wouldn't say he was necessarily that sharp. Five but, strikeouts though. And uh, six strikeouts, six strikeouts yeah. only allowed the one run in, in five innings. So, uh, he was good enough. He was I mean, good he enough. did just enough in order to get that first World Series win, which is still baffling to me that Justin Verlander, I think this was his ninth start in his career in the World Series. Third, third decade pitching in the World Series. Third yeah. decade. <laughs> <laughs> he's been he's been trying to get this one uh, for quite a while. His his numbers in the postseason as a whole are still not particularly good. No, not at um, all. Not but, at all. Well, I in mean, this game, like I said, he was all over the place. There were times yeah. uh, they had the bullpen warming, I think, in the second inning. Uh, I mean, there was there was yeah. times things looked shaky. And I, I applaud Dusty Baker for being ready versus what we saw with Lance McCullers Jr., where he was like, what, he's giving up six? Let him in. This is fine. Yeah, it's fine. Everything is fine. But I did think it was it was interesting going into the game. Dusty Baker got a lot of questions from reporters about, like, how long is the leash? You know, like, sure. he doesn't have a great track record in these situations. Huh. And Dusty Baker was basically like, he's, he's Justin Verlander. Like, he didn't even really entertain the question. Uh, but in reality, during the game, like you said, he was... He was ready. Like I don't, I don't know if uh, the leash was necessarily as long as he would have you believe in some of those pregame interviews. But it's like um, it's like Clayton Kershaw in a way, right? Clayton Kershaw is this phenomenal pitcher, but he just has this lack of ability for him to be, you know, clutch, especially in the playoff games, right? And Verlander. Yeah. Again, like you said, his track record in the postseason and in especially in the World Series. Especially in the World Series. He does series. not have great yeah. numbers, but you know, yesterday was good enough. And uh, honestly, like he was almost purposefully way outside of the strike zone, almost like the Phillies could still hit anything that was on, you know, on the edge, on the corners. So like he wanted them to swing at some wild stuff. And to be honest, they were at times, they were free swinging at some stuff that was pretty 
far out of the out of the strike zone. But uh, the bullpen was excellent once again, uh, and not just the pitching staff for the Astros, but their defense was incredible. Their yeah, defense really was. saved that game for them on at least two occasions. Uh, we had Trey Mancini, who hasn't played in the field at all, I think, in the World Series, right, at first base for the Astros. I don't think so, yeah. Uh, save a run with a literal bang-bang play at first base that could have easily gone up the line and scored a run to tie the game. Uh, and then you have the Chaz McCormick catch. A Philly native who is no longer welcome yeah. back to the city of Philadelphia, I imagine, <laughs> with an incredible catch in the ninth inning to save the lead. And that one was – that one reminded me, and I don't mean to toot the Diamondbacks horn here, but it reminded me of a play – that we honestly see Dalton Varsho and Alec Thomas make frequently. All the time. Right? Like, <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what I mean? I'm not trying to say it was an incredible play, but it just was reminiscent of how good Alec yeah. Thomas and Dalton Varsho have been at making those type of plays, specifically those catches at the wall, look fairly easy. Yeah. I think that's been a narrative throughout the entire postseason, right? Is like, oh, you know, like maybe there's some other things about this team in the playoffs that that is, you know, drastically better than what the Diamondbacks have right now. But there's no denying that the Diamondbacks defense would still be probably the best defense in in the postseason, at least the outfield defense the outfield, that the Diamondbacks yeah. have. Um, the plays that we've seen Alec Thomas and Dalton Varsho in particular make throughout the year. Like, yeah, I mean, some of some of these postseason teams would be better off if they had uh, some of the Diamondbacks outfielders uh, patrolling the, the grass out there. But yeah, the Astros had a really, really good day defensively. And they're, I mean, they were one of the best defensive teams in the regular season, too. So this is not uncharted territory for them. Uh, whereas for the Phillies and uh, Nick Castellanos being having made as many nice plays as he's made throughout the postseason, that's a little more surprising. Nick Castellanos yeah. did not grade out well defensively in the regular season right. whatsoever. So well, it's because he's not thinking of his kids or his wife right. or his mom anymore. <laughs> That that obviously that, that clear mind. Is I just what's love how him. forefront he like just how upfront he was. Yeah, when he admitted all that. Like yeah. yes, even us professional baseball players, when we're in the outfield and we're trying to make it look like we're ready for the play, you know, we're actually just kind of daydreaming yeah. some of the time. Yeah. And and I mean that's just the reality of the thing, right? Baseball, everyone knows, can be sort of a slow game, mm-hmm. um, especially for outfielders. So there you go. Nick Some, Castellanos sometimes I'm thinking of last night's episode of my favorite TV show and still wondering what's going to happen yeah. next. There's all sorts of things going on in this mind when I'm out there <laughs> in the outfield. Uh, Jeremy Pena continues to be an, a tremendous story. He went three yeah. for four with the solo home run and two RBI last night. He was the go-ahead run essentially for Houston. And uh, I mean, again, when you talk about replacing Carlos Correa, you can't can't really imagine things going better than they have for Pena. Yeah, Jeremy Pena has just continued to be so good, and the Astros just frankly don't need Carlos Correa anymore. Uh, I mean, I know he'll he'll be a free agent this winter, and he'll probably go somewhere else. Although the Twins have said they're interested in bringing him back, we'll see what happens there. But the Astros have their guy; they have Jeremy Pena, and he has come in and. Uh, even though in the regular season, maybe his offensive numbers didn't quite match what Correa has been doing for a while there. I mean, he's hitting 333 with an OPS over 1,000 in the playoffs at this point. So Jeremy Pena has just been an absolute force all postseason long for the Astros, both offensively and defensively. Uh, well, actor Miles Teller might be box office gold, but he is not able to predict what's going to happen at the end of a baseball game, folks, because... Apparently, he turned to meet the media before the ninth inning and said, and I quote, get ready to interview Bryce Harper about his game-winning home run in the ninth. Well, that didn't happen, but Bryce Harper did have a double, and he continues to be a monster uh, for this Phillies team. Uh, And I guess the question you and I kind of 
kicked around is, especially without uh, the World Series, if the Phillies don't go on to win it, is Bryce Harper still on track to make the Hall of Fame? Ooh, um, I think he's he's close. He's on a trajectory where you could see it happening, but he is by no means there yet. Okay. Um, nor would you expect him to be, right? I right. mean, he's 29 years old. So yeah. if you had a Hall of Fame uh, resume at the age of 29, that would be insane. Uh, <laughs> although Mike Trout is yeah, probably, probably pretty, pretty close, close. <laughs> pretty close to that point when he was 29. But um, but yeah, I do think, um, and it's also, it's not just Harper. I think it's Jose Altuve as well on yeah. the Astro side. Yeah, I think he point. also still has a shot at this point. The only player in the World Series that is a no-doubt Hall of Famer in my mind is Justin Verlander. He could stop pitching immediately, and he would easily be in the Hall of Fame, I hope. Um, Otherwise, Justin Verlander. 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 Are you saying Verlander? Is that your... I think it's Verlander. I, I think it is, too. No, I think I've so. never I think once heard it said Verlander. It's always Justin Verlander. <laughs> oh, no, know. that was not right. The no, way you just said it was the, not no, right. No, I'm not as just Verlander. Justin Verlander versus Justin Verlander. I, I'm hearing the same a, last name. Verlander. Yeah, but you know, you know the English language, Saul. Like, let's not let's not pretend the English language isn't overly complicated in every way yes. possible. I mean, why are you coming on here and getting us off track like this? All right. I need to. I need to look this up now. Now you're going to like. He's never going to rest until he knows the oh answer to this. You know that, right? But going back to Bryce Harper, I think the one thing that could stand in his way is injury. Right? We've already seen him kind of have uh, a few injuries, and as good as he is, as good as he continues to show he can be, I feel like that's potentially the one thing that could get in the way of him having a Hall of Fame career at this point. Uh, yeah. What do you got? What do you got on the phonetic sounding? Yeah. Out there? So according to Baseball Reference. So, uh, Saul is mostly right. You, you de- Saul definitely said Verlander yeah. at one point. Yeah. Not correct. <laughs> However, Verlander is correct. Yeah. So the emphasis is on the first on, on, the, first, on the first syllable. Verlander. But you are you are correct. I don't think it's Verlander. Yeah, I think I think yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'll never. I'm gonna say you're mostly right. Never come out. Never come out of my mouth. Those words. No, I can't. But we have a rule against admitting that Saul is completely right on this true. show. So we'll, say, we'll, we'll just, we'll just say fully, mostly right. I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, and I mean, this is uh, probably a perfect opportunity for Saul to throw shade at you, I would say. but Oh, it's always a good time It's always Saul a good thing, but me, I'll, I'm I'm tell sure. you this. Uh, we are not above throwing shade at anybody here, right? It doesn't matter if it's a player, an organization, or even one of my favorite uh East Coast-based convenience stores, but it's time to throw some shade. Jacob, shall we? Guys, I'm I'm really sorry. I forgot the forgot the. Oh my God! Yes, yes. Let's go. All right. Well, we're throwing shade, baby. Let's go. Time to throw some shade. And who are we throwing shade at, Jesse? We're throwing shade at Wawa. Uh, and it pains me to do so. I don't want to throw shade at Wawa. Wawa is one of the greatest, not just convenience stores, but places to eat in Florida, Philadelphia, most places I've traveled on the I East Coast. Ne- I don't think I've ever stepped inside. Oh my God, it's like, it's like a quick trip, but better okay. by times a thousand. Uh, at any time of day, like I told you before, at any time of day you can go in there, there will be 25 people at 3 o'clock in the morning waiting for sandwiches in a Wawa. But... They sent out this tweet prior to game four 
which was, as we now know, the combined no-hitter. Jesse makes me say combined no-hitter before I address that. Not a no-hitter. It's a no-hitter. He said combined no-hitter. Okay, so before the game, Wawa sent out, each time they get a hit, take a bite of your hoagie. Hashtag Schwarberfest. The poor folks of Philadelphia went starved on November 2nd, Jesse. They starved. They had this wonderful hoagie in front of them, (laughs) and they never got to take a bite out of it the entire night. And I don't understand why you would do this to people. Saul. This is the karma of convenience store madness. Yeah. (laughs) Bucky's is forever the goat of any of those convenience stores. Bucky's is originating in where? Texas. There you go. That's right. And Texas had to come through. That's why when they put that tweet out, the universe said, "Uh uh-uh, no. Oh We're not having God. that today. I didn't even think of this as being a battle between Bucky's and Walla, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> Bucky's is now the superior convenience store. They this do have a better war. clothing selection, by the way. <laughs> Bucky's carries these shirts that I wear, so he's 100% right about that. But Walla, how can you do this to Philadelphia? I don't understand. You made the people starve. You're lucky that they at least got to take a bite of their sandwich in the first inning of game five. But my That's God, true. the poor people of Philadelphia starved because of you and your tweets. In, in their defense, they did sort of own up to it. They replied to the tweet and said, they replied to the tweet the next morning and said, woke up hungry, yeah. let's get him tonight, yeah. Philly. Trying to like play off that, you know, they were not entirely responsible for what happened in game four, you which cannot, of course they were. You cannot so. base people's appetite on, on, on hits, Jesse. This is inhumane to do to folks. <laughs> Can you imagine the amount of people that actually wanted to take a bite every time they got a hit and couldn't? Oh, my God. And Wawa, look, I defend you. I want to defend you. I just can't in this situation. We both know your sandwiches aren't very good after a while, right? Like, trust me, (laughs) when I was in Philly, I did have a Wawa sandwich that made it through the night till the next morning along with a White Claw. I did consume both of those items, but were they as good as they could have been? Absolutely not. Did you, like, refrigerate it? Yeah, I refrigerated it. The hotel room had a refrigerator. Okay, that's good. It's just kind of a congealed mess in the morning versus the freshness that it was. Because as you know at Wawa, day or night, there's someone there to make you a sandwich. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Four o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the afternoon, uh, they're always there. And that's that's what's good about them. But I feel like you you abandoned people in this in this instance. Maybe, maybe retract the tweet earlier, like around the sixth inning. I don't know. Maybe say it's okay for you guys to eat your Schwarberfest now. Do you could you imagine if they had deleted the tweet like in the seventh <laughs> inning or something that it might have caused more of a ruckus than them just leaving the no, tweet it's, there? That's very cowardly. That's you have yeah, to address it. But. I think you have to just kind of own it at that point. Honey, you haven't even touched your Schwarberfest sandwich. You know? <laughs> Come on, what are you guys doing to people? Please don't base uh, whether or not people can eat on the offensive World Series teams. Can we just not do that, please? Mm. I also will promise not to bet the over anymore. Can we? Just mutually. At go. least not when Christian Javier is on the mound. Definitely. The man not. has started two no hitters this season for the Astros. I think it was in June they had a combined no hitter that Christian Javier also that you're started. also not so, giving him credit for. No, well, yeah, he started it. I mean, he just he started it. Like, I mean, it's impressive to start it, but he didn't finish it. Oh my god! All right, well, we're gonna we're gonna, are we gonna address these sunglasses. No, all right. I think they look on. great. I think they look great too. Uh, <laughs> That's throwing shade. We thank you guys. Can we hear that great music again? I need to hear. Can we see the thing? I want to see the thing with the music again. Let's go. There it is. <laughs> anyway, 
you guys haven't had a chance to do so already, sign up for uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's America's top-rated sportsbook app. It's PHNX's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, new customers can bet any $5 bet on an NBA money line, and you will get $200 in free bets if your team wins. You can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Make sure to check out the deals that they have. Yesterday, they had a stepped-up same-game parlay for Thursday Night Football where you got your money back in a free bet if you didn't hit up to a $50 maximum bet. So make sure to keep an eye out for all of those options as well on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's this simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX. And get yourself those $200 in free bets instantly. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, shout out to our friends at Four Peaks Brewing Company. Uh, I am drinking a delicious Oktoberfest Vienna lager right now. Vienna? I'm, we're mispronouncing names today. Vienna lager. Uh, but of course, you can. That get one's definitely Vienna. Vienna. That yeah, one, I mean, there's I no. I don't trust you anymore. There's no I controversy. Tr- I cannot trust one. you anymore. The, the, it's gone. It's gone. Justin Verlander. No. No. I, I don't think. I think Saul's. Verlander. No, he's not right. He's mostly right. No, he's. I, I don't think I ever have right. said we'll it like that. Kind of right. I think I've only said Verlander my whole it's life. It's definitely Verlander. 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 Yeah. Verlander. Verlander. Right. Well, we learn something new every day. We learn something here. new every day. Uh, Four Peaks Brewing Company, by the way, is teaming up with Four Peaks. We are teaming up, excuse me, with our friends at Four Peaks uh, to host all the U.S. and Mexico World Cup games over at their 8th Street Pub. So make sure to join us. Not only will we have food and beer specials, guest appearances and more, but of course, we will be watching the game on a gigantic screen TV. So check the link in the show notes to register for free. And again, must be 21 years or older to enjoy the Oktoberfest or any of their beers uh, and enjoy responsibly. 21 years, Jesse. Ah, oh, man, I feel old. I feel old. I was using a fake ID when the world, when the when the Arizona Diamondbacks won the World Series, you know. So nothing's changed. Uh, then, nothing's right? changed. No, nothing at all. But, <laughs> Jesse uh, was, Jesse was now, three, but... and I was four. Right? You what were I you just, three? I Fuck just up. turned three. I yeah. just don't turned care. three. Yeah, I was four. I don't care. <laughs> I, I still yeah, we, we care. should definitely ask the question of like where were you uh on the day of the World Series. Couldn't I, tell ya. I believe I was probably in my crib having a great time. Um Derek, where were you? Mm, well, let's <laughs> see. For uh game uh seven, I was at my girlfriend who eventually became my fiance slash wife. Uh, I was at her house watching it with a group of individuals, and we all uh, threw popcorn in the air and hugged and cried, and it was one of the greatest sports moments of my entire life. How stressed out were you during that game? You know, I was way more stressed out than I ever thought I would be, considering I came into the series with this, like, jovial attitude of, like, Hey, it's two teams I like, so it really doesn't matter. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was the Yankees and the that's and the Diamondbacks. Right. So I just kind of had this like, I'm not really rooting. I'm just, I just hope everybody has a good time. Guys, Derek rooted against the Diamondbacks in the that World Series. That is not true. He was hoping the Diamondbacks here's would lose. The thing. As much as he can say that, he's false. He's a wrong person. I am this is, false. He, let's say Jesse just is – this is a bad episode for him. He's getting everything wrong. Uh, I thought that. Uh, I, I didn't think I'd root against the Diamondbacks because I thought like, hey, it would be way – you know, obviously between these two teams, it would be way cooler if the Diamondbacks won it than the Yankees who already have all of these World Series titles. But what I found was when the Yankees had their infamous comebacks, including the Mr. November – Uh, Halloween game for Derek Jeter, I found myself livid. 
I was so angry because as far as watching this series goes, the Diamondbacks dominated at times, right? And yeah. it, it always just took, like, once again, the fucking bullpen falling apart <laughs> for them to lose the games. Like, this game, this series, when you watched it, didn't even seem like it was going to go to seven. It seemed yeah. like the, the Diamondbacks were going to maybe take it in five, and it was going to be a pretty easy, you know, series for them. Well, because every, every home game was one. Right. So the Diamondbacks were up 2-0, and then it was 3-2 Yankees, Correct. And, then it went, and then the Diamondbacks. But the thing with the Yankees games where I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that the Diamondbacks pretty much had a lead in every game except one. Yeah. And the run differential was absolute madness yeah, in this series. Yeah, because every one that the Yankees won, they kind of stole late. Yeah. And they kind of came back. And the Diamondbacks won game six, 15 to two, yeah, I right. want to say. <laughs> yeah, that's that one. And that was yeah. not the only blowout in the series. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, it wasn't the only time. I mean, obviously, it's the most important time. It's not only the most important time in Arizona Diamondbacks history, but let's be honest, it is the most important championship in the Valley. It is the only major sports championship we can claim where it's the only team that these bullshit fans that I know friends of mine that are LA fans can't go. How many titles do you have again? Because fuck you is all I'm saying. But anyway, uh, the diamondbacks came through for us and honestly, they haven't had a lot of opportunities to do so. They haven't made the postseason <laughs> a whole lot. What's weird to me is to think about that championship not existing. I wonder how the franchise would be perceived if they hadn't won a World Series, right? Because yeah. right now, I feel like... How would Arizona sports as a whole be perceived? Yeah, the I Diamondbacks mean, had, I mean, that's the only that's the only one. I don't think much differently as a whole because we kind of get that reputation of being <laughs> Arizona like, sports is viewed as a failure anyway. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's not... It's not like that one World Series title makes things a whole lot better. Yeah. The only thing is, is that, you know, with the exception of the Suns, most of our teams aren't very, haven't been here for very long in compared to like these other teams, the, even the Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies and all these other teams. Right. Yeah. Um, But in their short amount of time, the Diamondbacks are lucky to have that World Series because they don't really have a tremendous amount of success in the postseason outside of that. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it was 21 years ago, right? There's 30 teams in the big leagues. So on average, a team should win the World Series every 30 years. And the Diamondbacks won it 21 years ago. They've been they've played 25 seasons as a franchise. So technically, they're still ahead of schedule, I Correct. guess. And, and, they, and we they don't they're... have to win again until uh, 2031. But we know so... we're going to win it again in 2025. So that should, you right, know, once again, re-extend the timeline <laughs> out, right? But um, the Diamondbacks definitely... You know, we've talked about it on the show. We talked about it more last year, I think, than we have recently because I was reading that damn book that I still hate. But it was very informative, <laughs> right? Uh, and it, it, you know, definitely conveyed the, a similar sentiment to when I talked to Travis Lee about that period of time and how the Diamondbacks kind of came in with this lackadaisical, almost fairy tale like attitude about having a baseball team in Arizona. That it was going to be yeah. a place for a place for fans to families to come and hang out and enjoy and watch baseball and spend time with each other. And a lot of times in the early proposals and thoughts, there was a lot of stuff about like hanging out and families spending time together more than there was about like a competitive franchise that wanted to win a world series. Right. Uh, And Jerry Colangelo of course was the voice of reason there that people really weren't looking for that in sports. People wanted a competitive team and people really weren't going to wait in this city around for a team to be competitive. That's why the very first time that they made the the playoffs was the very next season, the 1999. 
you know, when they won yeah. the NL West division title. Uh, they won it again in 2001, again in 2002. Obviously, we know what happened in 2001. But after that time period, after the Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling years were kind of over, it's been lean for this team. We have the 2007 and 2011 and then the 2017 wild card. That's yeah. pretty much it outside of those early years. That, to be honest, like I said, had it not been for Colangelo, those te- those, that team would not have been a playoff no. contender during no. that time had it not been for them pivoting as far as their outlook on how this how, how soon this team should be competitive. The Diamondbacks were the fastest expansion team in MLB history to win a World Series. And it's it's absolutely like you're saying, it's because Jerry Colangelo came out and said, like, this team needs to win early in order for fans in the Valley to really, like, gravitate toward it. And um, the plan worked wonders. Uh, it arguably hurt the team afterwards because the Diamondbacks spent an absurd amount of money and, and they were underwater for a number of years yep. there. And uh, Ken Kendrick, the team's current owner, came in and um, had to make some cuts and and try to get things back on track financially for the long haul. But nobody's questioning if those moves were worth it or not, right? Not like you would you take all. a decade of misery if you know if you get a title, if you win a title, especially that early in in franchise history. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, the Diamondbacks since since then have have been this thing where every five or six years they make the playoffs when no one's expecting them to. And outside of that, you know, especially when there are expectations on the team, they've struggled. They've struggled to, to rise to those expectations in those situations. So yeah. um, it's tough. And it's something that the team is, is trying to figure out right now. They're trying to make it so that they're a team that can consistently compete year after year. Right. They don't want to be the team that like accidentally makes the playoffs one year. Right. And then once the expectations <laughs> right. are there, they fall flat <laughs> right. the next year. We've seen that time and time again here in Arizona. So they have a lot of work to do. Well, and one of the things that you can say about the current team, the current organization, the way it's structured is that I feel like they're finally doing it right, where they are being patient. They are waiting for young talent that they have within their system to blossom and a chance to coach those guys up and make them the future superstars of the team versus, let's be honest, they get impatient. Just like you said, they get good, they get close to being good, and then all of a sudden now they're spending money on big free agents that don't end up working out. You know, no knock to, you know, some of the guys they brought in. But let's be honest, Zach Greinke wasn't exactly a success here. Madison Bumgarner, definitely not a success here. And it's not like the team hasn't tried at times to throw that money at certain guys that they think might be, uh, especially the ace of the staff that kind of might anchor the the starting rotation. Yeah. Now we're in a position where the guys that kind of they've acquired young guys like Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, they gave an opportunity to coming over from Korea. And now they're in a position where these young guys that they brought over and put this trust in are the aces instead of necessarily needing to bring in that big free agency name in order to solidify. Yeah, you want to you want to make sure you're really close and like, you know, you're close before you go out and make those moves. And the D-backs were not in in those positions when they made those types of moves. No, they they were in a situation where nobody expected them to be a good baseball team. Right. And they went out and had a remarkable year, right? Like those years were all fun. Like 2007 was was insane seeing a team that that allowed more runs than they scored in the regular season come out and still win 90 games and yeah. win the NL West and make it to the NLCS. Like those are great stories and and that happened again in 2011 and it happened in 2017. Yeah. Um but you have to be real about where your team is. And that's something that we've heard Mike Hazen uh, be pretty upfront about recently, like talking about how we need to make sure that when we're evaluating our players, 
we're doing it objectively and that we're not just like falling in love with our own guys more so than other teams around the league. Like you don't, you don't want to have the highest view of your players than anyone in baseball. Most likely. Um, if you're evaluating your own players way higher than anyone else's, it's a problem. And I think the D backs at times have, have had kind of a pie in the sky view of, of where they were at as a franchise and, um, it's cost them in the past, and hopefully they can avoid that moving forward. And it feels like they're moving more towards a solidified core of young guys yeah. that they can build around, around guys that are at a similar point in their career, similar right. age, and that they can actually try to you know, maybe reward these guys after having success with a long-term deal that keeps them here. And we see something like what we're seeing at Houston, right? Just like you said with Carlos yeah. Correa, you know, like literally Jeremy Pena steps up and Jeremy Pena – is as good as the guy that they lost that's like their biggest free agency that went to another team that, to be honest, it's not to say he didn't have success elsewhere, but he didn't have that impact. And Jeremy Pena makes Astros fans easily forget, you know, Carlos Correa was a, a pivotal part of that squad, right? Yeah. And and the Diamondbacks could be in a position like that. We've talked about how stacked their outfield is and how good some of their positions are that they really just have a couple of uh, positional depth issues here and there. But they, they could solidify stuff up. Uh, the biggest thing that we're, you know, obviously worried about is who we trade away to solidify that stuff and yeah. how good those guys end up being who elsewhere. Is, who is that core? Yeah, who is the core? Another thing that this World Series has kind of angered me about or, or I want to take care of, I want to figure out, is they uh, Philadelphia has such cool names, nicknames for their sports stadiums, right? They have Lincoln Field. They call it the Link. They got uh, Citizen Bank Park. They call it the, the Bank Sure, right. sure. We could call Chase Field the bank. I know we were stealing that from them, but like I we need another cool name. Bob was cool, but it was like we took it too far. We literally named our mascot after it. Like that shit was too much. We need to figure something out though for Chase Field. So I don't think the I don't Chase, think you get you can't call you can't call Chase Field the bank. You just can't do that. I know. That. Well you can't. You can't. There's another stadium called the bank, yeah. right? Like, but we need to figure something out. I'm not gonna lie, Chase Field is not a particularly compelling name for a stadium no. i mean Ch- chase is as a matter is of, it's like kind of, the biggest it's kind of bank. weird though because it is kind of a name that makes people not necessarily know that it's a like Ch- like you said chase is the biggest bank sure. but it also doesn't chase is just like an ordinary word yeah it chases in the chase field like you know what yeah. I mean? it sounds something like that so i don't know uh securities and i don't know securities exchange something like that like can we call like the, I don't know the the stock market? I, we need to come up with some something cool because the Chase Field ain't cutting it. You're right, but anyway. Do you uh, like the Footprint Center better? I no. I, well, we call it the Foot. The Foot is cool. <laughs> I, I like calling it the Foot. Don't do not shake your head at me, Father Overlord Jacob. You don't like the Foot? We'll be we'll be there. We'll be there tonight. No, We're that's miserable. Be, we'll be we'll be getting stomped at the Foot. I didn't, I didn't no, come up with that. We're I didn't gonna say, I we're going to do say, some why, stomping at the Why foot. do the Suns have to get stomped? Yeah, why? Well, no. By, by we, I mean like 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 getting stomped doesn't mean that someone's beating yeah, it you. Does. Yes, it, it does. Yeah, no, it does. No, 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 no. Does it mean we're getting no. drunk? No, we're no. Getting getting, getting stomped means you're like getting hyped in my, in no, my view. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> this is the most consistently wrong you've been on the show <laughs> in the history of me doing it with you. My God, go outside. Go I, I feel, I feel good about to this. Come in here. You go outside. <laughs> I would. This is normally when I would tell you to go read Jesse's stuff at gophnx.com, but I don't know. 
Sean, come in here. Sean, we need you to take over for Jesse. They're trying to Jesse's boot me from the show. Jesse's got too many things wrong today, and uh, we just really need someone in here that knows what he's talking about. What are we talking about? We're trying to come up with a new name for Chase Field, and I think you're the perfect person for that. Like, a nickname for Chase Field. Uh, I mean, it's like a bank, so you could go like The Vault. Uh, See, I knew he'd fuck it. The, the vault? vault. I already that's, like that's, it. That's better. How about that the airplane better. hanger? Because that's what it feels like. The hanger. The hanger. The airplane. The hanger, hanger is a yeah. little too like derogatory, though. Yeah. Trying to like like welcome to the vault. Yeah. I feel like that goes kind of hard. We lock it down at the Plus vault. It's, it's been two bank names. Like, ooh, you can't say lock it down when that bullpen is the way oh, it is. I know you're right. But in but theory, in theory, should things go right? Thank you. I appreciate you. Your fucking days are numbered, man. All right. Well, anyway, uh, go read his stuff while you can over at gophnx.com. If you haven't gotten yourself a membership, get yourself an annual membership. Uh, you'll get your first month or you'll get your, your free T-shirt. These guys uh, over at the phnxlocker.com with the annual membership. Uh, with a month-to-month membership, you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of your membership status, you will get members-only deals and discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. Members-only access to our Discord and members-only invites to some of our events. Tonight is the PHNX Suns takeover. We will all be out at the Ainsworth. We will all be out at the foot getting stomped. There you go. Uh, See? I'm actually. See, I, for the record. I kind of like it now. You didn't really ask me, like, what a good nickname for Chase Field was. The reason you got mad at me was because I said getting stomped at the foot. And now well, you're yeah, using that, it too. I mean, I don't feel like you deserve any more chances after that. But I, okay. I just right. admitted I'm kind of on board with getting stomped at the foot. Um, but anyway. You decide whether or not you want to be a part of this. First, uh, get the month-to-month membership. You'll get your first month for just 50 cents. So uh, join us. Be a member. If you're here right now, thank you guys for joining us on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. And give us a thumbs up uh, just for my own personal self-esteem. I appreciate it. Also, shout out to our friends at More Furniture for not only banishing me from buying any more office chairs, but for hooking everybody up with their More Furniture fall sale over at morefurniture.com. For every $1,000 you spend, you will get a $100 gift card. So make sure to spruce up your home this fall. Get ready for all the amazing sports that happen during this time of the year. Because, of course, uh, it's that time. Uh, Rob Manfred, Jesse, said in an interview, things could be worse for the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's not what he said. Uh, But he did (laughs) say in an interview with Mad Dog Unleashed that he is no longer optimistic that the Oakland A's will remain in Oakland and will likely move to Las Vegas. What are your thoughts on that, considering the history of the Oakland A's yeah. as a franchise in Oakland? I mean, I think it's wild that, like, back in the 90s, the Oakland A's got more fans than the Giants did. Like, it hasn't been that long since the Oakland A's were really a big part of, like, the Bay Area culture. Um, this year, they finished dead last in attendance in baseball. They had under 10,000 fans on average at the I mean, Coliseum it, it was year. to a point where they, like, the— the only videos you would see out of Oakland is yeah. from press members showing how empty it was. Well, and it's, it's an enormous ballpark. That so too. if you put yeah. 9,000 people at, at the Coliseum, I mean, there might as well be like 100 people there as far as the eye test goes. So, um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Um, I know some A's fans and they're diehards. And, I do too. And I think, I think the A's have kind of attracted a, a bit of a following that the attendance numbers don't show. Basically, what's happened, as far as I can tell, is like the Oakland A's have essentially encouraged people not to come to the games in some ways uh, in order to try to facilitate like a new ballpark or some Uh. new situation happening. And his fans have sort of listened to that. Um, And so it's it's ended in this situation where not only are the A's playing in front of basically no one, but things aren't really looking great for them to get a stadium 
um, in the long term anyway. So um, there's a few different things at play here. They've been in talks of building a stadium at the Howard Terminal, I believe it is, uh, for, for quite a while now. And those stocks have just stalled as far as we can tell. The A's have just not really agreed with the city on some details of that arrangement. The A's have also... I believe there's been talks of moving to San Jose instead, that maybe that would be a better arrangement for them. Um, but it's it's sort of a long story, but basically the San Francisco Giants have rights to that area and the A's cannot build there. And the Giants have been unwilling to relinquish those rights for a myriad of reasons. So That's weird to me just because San Jose is substantially farther away from San Francisco than Oakland yeah. is. Oakland is across that well, bridge. I mean, I guess I guess you'd have to read like you couldn't call them the Oakland A's if you moved into San Jose either. No, I mean, no, that's just not Oakland at that point. Well, and uh, I don't believe that the 49ers actually play anywhere close to actually San Francisco. either. That's so fair. That's I don't all, know. Yeah. yeah where all, where is the 49ers stadium? Santa, I have no idea. I want to say Santa Clarita. OK. I wanna say, uh, if I'm not. I, I know it was when when we were there, we went there for WrestleMania and uh, it was pretty far away we actually were in san jose so santa it was clara santa, santa clara, clara. Santa clara. Yeah, santa clara yeah santa clarita is in southern california right, that would be really far of course here's the thing though is that like between this and the raiders leaving the las vegas uh is oakland as a city becoming a cautionary tale for all sports markets because like you said it's not due to a popularity at one point it's not like they were always yeah. unpopular there. It's not like they didn't have success there. It's just a matter of with time, people losing interest, not showing up to the ballpark, the ballpark being a bit dilapidated. Yeah, and the ballpark is a mess. About, Nobody wants to go to that stadium. Well, you really can't blame fans of the Oakland A's for and not I'm wanting not to trying go to, that to act like it's anywhere close to the situation with Chase Field, but it feels no. like a similar path a little bit with the idea that the team loses popularity, the stadium isn't really getting. Uh, they're not doing anything exciting to the stadium to uh, yeah. rejuvenate life into it. I mean, like you said, you brought up the footprint center, the small changes that they, they made to that building. Yeah. It's now, though gorgeous. they were big, I know they were big, like me saying small changes. Yeah, they're not small changes. <laughs> they, but they, were, they, they, they were gigantic changes, but they didn't yeah. change the location of the building or the outside of it really or anything like that. Uh, once, well, they did. I guess it was a phased project, right? You had that front added to it years ago. And then once they did the interior of it, the building really changed. The vibe of the building changed. The yeah. uh, big concrete walls and such you had to walk through and the the hallways and stuff are all gone. And they've really opened it up to be a different fan experience that I really enjoy. I think that they made improvements that made the Footprint Center a more enjoyable place to be. Yeah, Chase Field still has that. But uh, Oakland, Oakland, it just felt like it got to a point where there was no there's no answer anymore. Nobody even really seems to be fighting for them to stay either. That's the other weird yeah. part about this battle. So uh, it just said, I know Las Vegas loves their sports. I've been uh, to Allegiant Stadium, again, not for a sporting event, but for a pro wrestling event because that's what I do. But uh, yeah, I mean, they have some incredible facilities, incredible fans in Las Vegas. And I think that Las Vegas got a bad rap because it was always the idea that the gambling and having a sports team in town didn't mix and now we're just all sports gambling so it, it doesn't matter but uh I, I don't know i just this kind of worries me at times because i again i have very fond memories of the oakland a's and it's kind of wild to me to think of them yeah. not existing in oakland any longer right yeah i think it i think it is sad uh alex says the a's just don't win enough to bring in people i mean yeah they weren't great this year but i mean 
you know, they, they made the playoffs in 2020. They made the playoffs in 2019 and 2018. You know, they've been a pretty decent team overall. I know yeah. the last couple of years haven't been the same, but um, the stadium is just in a really bad location. I, I don't even think it compares to what Chase Field could become yeah, in a, a good, few years. A like Chase Field is not in an ideal location of, of downtown. There's not that it's not necessarily like right in the middle of like where all the things are happening. Yeah, but which still, is unfortunate. It's literally like a 10, 15 minute far. walk from a lot yeah, of stuff. It's right? not I far. Mean, and it's not an area that like people think of as dangerous. Like people don't want to go well, there. Or some, anything. some, some stadiums that I've driven to like Dallas, like Dallas Cowboys state, like it literally is far away from everything. So it's like, yeah, in order for you to go to anything before or after the game, you literally have to drive. Yeah. From there. Chase field. Isn't that case. It just doesn't have the same convenience of like, you know, Coors Field in Colorado with all right. of the shops and stuff right outside. Yeah, there's of just where, not much of like a culture like around the stadium. Yeah, it's kind of it's like oh, there's the convention center and, and like a and couple the of restaurants. Center isn't and, going anywhere, so that's another that's a problem that they're always going to have because I feel like that's always going to be right across the street from them. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe Unless 21 you, you, years from now, that's gone altogether. The stadium where, is going to move before the convention center is going to move. You're not most, wrong. Uh, most likely. You're not wrong. Um, as but, we talked about before, though, you guys, of course, uh, we have agreed to a new deal with our friends over at OG's. Uh, OG's is all about flavoring life, and we are all about flavoring life with them. We're excited about this new agreement. Uh, close to, uh, sources close to the two sides say that we're immensely excited, not just excited. And we're looking forward to creating more great content between the brands. Of course, shout out to OGs for making them, uh, making me their mayor. They made me that. I don't know if you heard that. One. I, I did. I'm the mayor of OGs yeah. now. Um, I, they, I, I, they, they want me to be their spokesperson, but I said I wouldn't do it unless I was their smokesperson. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> they didn't like that joke. Anyway, as always, you can find them at your local dispensary. Make sure to check them out. Wide variety of flavors, doses, and strains for you to enjoy. Must be 21 or over to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Um, also, we've been talking about it. Tomorrow is the day. It's Dinger Day. It's Dinger Saturday uh, for the Arizona Fall League. Join us at Sloan Park this Saturday for the Arizona Fall League Home Run Derby. Tickets are just $5, you guys. And make sure to join us not only there. We're going to be, I predicted left field. thought left field was feel, feeling pretty oozy, you know, just for uh, the Dingers. But we'll be out there in the outfield. Jesse will have a glove. I... <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to bring. Maybe a plastic bag or something to try to catch stuff. I don't know. Do you bring a glove to a home run derby? Do you? I, I Are you went, supposed to catch them barehanded? I mean, I guess I guess uh, that would be pretty challenging. Yeah. But no. I think I think that's the move. No. Like when I when no. I I attended the actual home run derby a few years ago in Cleveland and I didn't bring a glove. But I did also did you take home any home run balls? I did not. No, well, there's your answer. <laughs> there's your answer. Uh, I don't think I would have just if I had a glove. But <laughs> maybe knows? maybe the glove acts as a magnet that bring, that brings the home runs right to you. Maybe maybe that's how it works. Maybe I don't that know. maybe that guy that steals home runs from kids will be there. You know what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, tickets are just five dollars. But that's not the only thing that we're hooking you up with. Tickets are five dollars. But you bring your ticket stub down to our friends at Mountain Mike's at 849 North Dobson Road. After the game, mention, say the mayor sent you, say you're coming from PHNX, and you will get 25% off your bill uh, when you show your ticket stub from the event and mention us. So let's all hang out at Mountain Mike's afterwards, get some pizza, have some Four Peaks beers, and have a good time celebrating Arizona Fall League. Again, it's something that we only get here. We're lucky enough to be in baseball nirvana, where baseball never stops. Of course, it's going to stop for a little bit, but then winter meetings come around, then spring training is here, and we're right back to baseball. So uh, in the meantime, we're going to give Jesse 
plenty of movie reviews. Someone said <laughs> yesterday, uh, Major League. Have you seen The Sandlot? No. Oh, no. my God. No. I, I don't think we can proceed with life no. until Jesse has seen baseball movies, right? That's, that's, so, probably, that's probably fair. So I'm giving you The Sandlot, and I'm giving you Major League. Okay. That was the recommendations. Those two couldn't be on the farther farther ends of the whole system. You're, you're taking more advice from Michael Sandlot's McDermott, better. I see. Uh, is, yeah, it's Michael McDermott. Yes, absolutely. What's that? Sandlot is better. Oh, I'm not. I'm not talking Between about the good two. or bad. I'm talking about levels of wholesomeness. Sure, yeah. Uh, we have the Sandlot over here. We have Major League over here. There's yeah. different ends of the yeah. spectrum for wholesomeness. But uh, Alex Bookman says bring a glove, and that's what I'm doing. So Is that the Alex Bookman? That is the Alex Bookman. Wow, okay. Yes, and he is going to be a professional baseball player himself very soon. So, of course, we should listen to him. Uh, Jesse should listen to everybody because he, he – there are three or four strikeouts in this episode. <laughs> he got the golden sombrero. But uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter so you can give him a hard time about that. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But, of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow out there uh, at Sloan Park for the Home Run Derby. Bring a glove. Uh, and remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you bring a glove to the Home Run Derby.